this is weird, this is different. No, this is Bible. Shalom everyone. I'm so excited to share with you just the things that have happened and that I have been witnessing this past last week, the week before a little bit at the Feast of Sukkot. We attended three different ones. I had that honor to be at different Sukkots and and preach and see a lot of different groups and things going on. And so I want to share some testimonies. I have a little bit of a message for teachers, pastors, spiritual leaders. And I want to share a little bit about what I'm seeing in the body as a whole with you in the direction I believe that God is taking his people in these days. I want to submit to you, brothers and sisters, that that this who code, you know, every year it, it seems to me it's like getting more exciting for me, bigger in the ways that I'd like to see because I see the Holy Spirit. I see Yeshua coming and pouring his living water out on his people. Because remember, this is what Sukkot is about. He stood up at Sukkot, right? And he proclaimed at that temple, standing there, speaking with a loud voice to the people, saying, whoever is thirsty, come to me. And you can drink and never go thirsty again. And in you will spring up a well of living water. And it's said, thus he said about the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit desires at Sukkot, not only at Sukkot, but at the Feast of Sukkot, desires to spring up like a well of living water throughout all of God's people. That is what he wants, according to what we read in scripture. And oh, wow, is that what I have seen? You see, brothers and sisters, in in years past, what God has done to, with his people is he has come and he has sent them teachers to show them their identity, to give them the knowledge of the truth, the knowledge of who they are in him, that they are grafted into Israel, that they are Israel, that they are his people. Right. And that's important to know. And that means that there are certain things he calls us to do, certain ways he calls us to walk, to imitate Yeshua, to imitate Jesus. Right. Amen to that. But I want to submit to you that there is a shift that has occurred. And it is important for us as ministers of the gospel to make sure that we are ministering to the needs of the people at all times. And I want to submit to you that the needs of the people today aren't as they were in the past in the same ways anymore. Before they came and they needed knowledge. Today they're coming and they need deliverance. Today they're coming and they need the demon cast out. They need their bondage lifted from the shoulder. They need their sickness healed. They need their emotional traumas healed. They need their families healed. That's what the people need. And so if they come to these feasts, I intend to meet them there. I intend to to realize that I can't trust on myself. Like I can't come and and have some knowledge and some wisdom and and that's going to set them free. No, Paul said himself. He said, I did not come to you 
with wise words. I did come to you with my knowledge. I emptied myself of those things to come to proclaim nothing but Yeshua and him crucified. And with a demonstration of the spirit, I came in fear and trembling so that your faith is not in me, but in the spirit of God. See, brothers and sisters, Paul realized that he had to come in fear and trembling because if the Holy Spirit doesn't show up, nothing matters. If the Holy Spirit doesn't show up to touch someone and set them free when he is there, if he doesn't allow the Holy Spirit to move through him, nothing matters. And that's what the Holy Spirit is saying today is I want to move through my people. I want to be like living water through them. But they need to understand that if that does not happen, nothing else matters. And they need to come to a place where they will rely on me to do this through them and stop relying on the intellect and the knowledge as much as I love it and as much as the Holy Spirit loves knowledge. For we are destroyed for lack of it. At the same time, knowledge has puffed us up. Knowledge has caused us to rely on our knowledge, to rely on ourselves, to rely on what we could do and think, oh, no. Healing and freedom and deliverance doesn't just come by what you know. It, it can come through that, but it comes by a reliance on the Holy Spirit to move and set free. Now, see, brothers and sisters, I want to say this to all the spiritual leaders and pastors and, and people in ministry of, of various clients out there is that Yeshua did come with truth. Amen to that. He came to preach truth, but he came and he walked out the Holy Spirit. And that's at the Feast of Sukkot, what he did. He said this about the Holy Spirit and the people are broken and they need you to manifest the living waters through you. But now this is what I want to submit to you. It's been so amazing about the feast that I've been attending and seeing is, you know, I, I just saw incredible things. I mean, one of the things that happened is there was a family uh, who came to me. First, it was the son who came to me um strong guy big guy he can't he says he was in the military and he's got back issues and pain and things uh, i'm gonna assume it was from the military and his time in service and he's asking and his mom is there asking me to pray and i'm just like oh, lord i'll just lay hands Believers will lay hands on the sick and they'll recover that's what the bible says i'm on there's nothing that's going to be coming from pd Okay, it's not going to be about what PD is going to do now. I can do nothing of myself, but I lay my hands on his back and I believe and you say, Lord, thank you for, for, for taking that now in the name of Yeshua. Just like a quick four or five seconds of laying hands. I'm like, okay, just feel, just move your back and, and touch your toes, whatever you need to do. And he goes and he does that. And he's like, I'm like, what do you feel? He says, I feel nothing really. I'm like, but you, you felt it, right? Like you've, you've been in pain. Yes, he's been in pain. But now he says, I don't feel it as much. I'm like, but is it gone? Like, I feel like there's a little bit left still. And so I pray again for him. And I like, okay, right, just see again. And he's like, there's, there's no pain. There's no pain. And, and, and I just give him a hug and he's just thankful. And his mother is there tearing up and crying. And he says, pray for my mom, pray for my mom, because my mom has issues in her back, too. And she and as I start praying for his mom, immediately the Holy Spirit just comes and puts on my heart that this is this is not a physical issue. Your PD, PD that you're going to be praying for now, like this is not a physical issue. Like, that's just what I get when I'm laying my hands on the mom's back. And I'm, and I'm like, what's going on here? 
Um, and I started asking her, you know, how, how, how are things going and so on. And, and anyway, she brings up a bunch of things that she may be, thinks may be wrong emotionally. But then I, I pray more for her, just another prayer. And, and as I do, the Holy Spirit just puts on my heart the father. There's something up with the father and the family. And I asked the mom, is there anything up with the father? What's going on? And and and, and I feel like it's something with his relationship with the, with the father, God, right? That the father of the family needs to look to the father, our father, God, you know, and um, now she share, shares that, yeah, there's there's work to be done there. And the father puts in my heart immediately that this family, because she the, the mom shares with me that everything is going wrong, like this goes wrong, then that goes wrong, then that goes wrong, then that goes wrong. There's always something going wrong in the family for however long years now, right? That things just keep going wrong. And the father shows me that it's because the head of the household is out of place. Because the head of the household is not in alignment with the father, the whole body is out of alignment. It's like if you're if you're where you look, your whole body goes right. It's like when you're when you're moving, you're looking there, there. That's where your whole body will go. So if the head of the household is looking somewhere else or is distracted or if their relationship with God is not perfect, right? The whole rest of the body is out of out of alignment. And so I share this with them. And and they, they this really hits home in their hearts. I could see, and here's the beautiful thing, brothers and sisters. Listen, this is incredible. Just I say goodbye to them, right? And and I go and we baptize people, and a lot of stuff happen. And later they come and meet me in the day again. It's the mom, uh, it's the son, and it's and it's the dad, and the dad is there with them now. He wasn't there with them before. Now he's there, and he comes to me and he says, "Pray for me." Pray for me because I need to have my relationship with God good. I need to have my oh man like, oh man, like I can't afford to just get on a stage and preach some some Torah teaching and then go home. I can't afford to just like get on a stage and preach about like their latest Torah portion and go home. There's a family there that's broken. There are people and this is not the only story I can go on for hours. There there are people who are coming to 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 our assemblies, to our our conferences, to our events, and they need deliverance, brothers and sisters. Like, how could I just give them knowledge about the next Bible teaching, which I love to do? You know, you guys know me. I love that. But but ultimately, I have to realize that, man, like I need to step out and let the Holy Spirit do something because there's people who need to be set free by him. But it's not going to happen unless I step out and let him give me words of knowledge and let him give me words of wisdom and let him give me what I need to give to these people so that they can repent. Because someone all this family really needed was someone to be led by the Holy Spirit to just point out what is wrong. And they actually already knew what was wrong, but they just needed someone to show them, look, this is really it to just push them uh, uh, to get make take that step to actually repent and turn their hearts back to the Lord. To turn, see, the father wants us to have the the son's hearts turns back to turn back to the father's, and the father's sons turned, the father's hearts turned back to the sons. God is calling us to be the restorers of the breach, but we have to rely on the Holy Spirit, brothers and sisters.
these events weren't about me praying for people, even though I'm, I'm sharing stories of that because that was my perspective, of course. But what we witnessed were, were people praying for one another. I called and I challenged the crowds and I challenged them to say, are you ready to be a tabernacle? As Israel, as God's people, as tabernacles of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to ask every person that is sitting down to come forward and lay hands on every person who's standing here in front. And we're going to see the Lord move with His Spirit. Holy Spirit, Father, we invite you to this place right now. Holy Spirit, I pray for every person standing here right now, Lord, that you would come, Lord. And Father, I pray that you would come, Lord, and just immerse them, Lord, with your Holy Spirit, Father. Just immerse them, Lord, and fill them, Lord. Fill them as the tabernacles they are, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would come and bring freedom, Lord. I pray you would come, Lord, and bring immersion, Lord. I pray that you would come and bring bread and fill everyone, Lord, who is knocking right now. Father, I pray, Lord, you would come and give us a gift of faith and boldness to believe, to believe what we have said all these years we believe. And people came forward and they laid their hands on the sick, sick of various kinds, physical, emotional, other kinds of bondages, all right, whatever kinds, suicidal thoughts, whatever it was, people laid hands on one another and they became tabernacles of the Holy Spirit and water flowed from their tabernacles and people got set free. And I wasn't involved except to challenge them to step out and do so, because that's what God is calling his people to look. Listen to me, brothers and sisters, the time of 10 meetings with one evangelist doing everything are over. God is calling his people to become tabernacles. Yeshua never wanted it to be one guy on a stage as much as he's done that. He's done amazing things through people like that. And I praise God for the great men of God. He's raised and used and still uses. I'm not speaking against it, but what I am saying is that he is calling his body to a place of engagement. He's calling his body to step into their callings that because it's never been about just a leader. Look, in Ephesians, it speaks about the different offices. It speaks about leaders. It says there's going to be evangelists. There's going to be prophets, apostles, shepherds, teachers, right? All of these offices. But it says the the reason they're there, the objective of them, listen to this, is not just for the pastor to be a pastor. It's not just for the teacher to be a teacher, the evangelist to be an evangelist or the prophet to be a prophet. The goal, the objective, he says, is so that they can equip the saints for ministry. Listen to that. So that they can equip the saints for ministry. Their role, number one, is to equip the body in evangelism, in apostleship, in prophecy, in Uh, shepherding, teaching others, because ultimately, even though we will not all be all of these things, we are not all going to be in these offices. However, they have skill sets that are for the body, that they are going to be teaching the body of Christ. And so that calls that by definition means the body is not just there to sit in a church and say amen to the pastor. The body is there to start doing. See, listen to this, brothers and sisters. What we have inherited our lives, we have inherited the idea and this is comes as far back as from Catholicism 
before the Reformation, but it has bled into the Reformation. It has bled into what we still have today. This idea that it is the clergy that does everything, the pastor that does everything. And we're just there to look at it like a show, come to church like a show. No, God has called you to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. He has called you to be a place where living water flows from. He has called you to be empowered, not just your spiritual leader. And so it is time for the spiritual leaders to challenge the people and equip the people and disciple the people so that they can start walking in this themselves. Because I have seen miracles this past two weeks in ways that have been incredible because I have seen fellow people, fellow believers do things. Uh, just one just one example. Uh, I was at a conference in Texas with my brother Brian Serrano. Um, he was leading it there and uh, Sukkot, big, amazing event they had there. And and I saw a guy come forward asking me for prayer. Right. And he's uh, he says, I think he said from 2018, he was he was climbing a mountain or something, rock climbing, and he fell and he said that he needed freedom because he had pain just increase ever since. And I'm like, oh, wow, father, I just lay my hand on his, his knee. Lord, thank you for taking all pain. Name Yeshua now. Amen. So all I did, all I said, that's really how how long that prayer was, because it's not about I'm not going to depend on how long my prayers. I'm not going to depend on anything I can do. I'm going to depend on just his spirit. Right. And so I, I just say that and I'm like, OK, hey, just just feel it. Look for it. Feel the pain. Taste up. Stomp your your leg. Right. And I'm so excited because he does it. And and he's like and he gets really confused. He looks at me with like the most confused face I've ever seen. It, it was so priceless, guys, like like absolutely in shock because it's a weird feeling to have like a, a great amount of pain. And then in the next few seconds have nothing like, you know, it's 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 weird. And and so he's just like, what? Guys, I want you to listen to this. Come on, John. What just happened? God healed my knee. Uh, I have uh, a torn meniscus in my right knee. And uh, it's, I tore it rock climbing in 2018 and I fell like 12 feet. And uh, I've had double ACL surgeries in both of my knees. And, um, ever since 18, it's just been getting progressively worse. And uh, I came over to you and I just wanted to pray. And miraculously, it just disappeared. I did a little twist thing like I normally do and move it around. And like, I'm trying to hurt it right now. Come on, man. Try harder. Search for the pain. It's almost kind of unbelievable. I can't, can't fathom why. Search for the pain. And for some of y'all that don't think that it's not, not, not real, I've been wearing a knee brace a lot this week. And it's a white knee brace, and I wore it on my right leg the whole time. And I'm, I'm not, it's, it's just unreal. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, pray for it. Do what I did. And see, like, and the crowd of people are they're all on the front because they're there to pray for one another. And people are getting set free and delivered and they're crying because God is healing hearts. And there's just amazing things happening. And like, you know, like this, 
is what this is all about. This is why you see in the pictures I'm showing you here that these are about people praying for one another. This is what the Father, the Holy Spirit always desired to do. But you know what the biggest miracle of it all was for me? Is to simply see the opening of hearts and the hunger of the people for His Holy Spirit. I have been witnessing a hunger for Holy Spirit like I have not witnessed. But what God, His Holy Spirit is doing in people is He's convicting them of the reality of what their walk is supposed to look like and what He can do through them. He is convicting them about the God that He truly is, a God that is not just a God of knowledge, but a God of power and life and love and freedom, a God that actually is alive. Well, can you believe it? That He actually is able to heal us of our iniquities, our sins and our depressions. This is the God we serve. But the question is, is will we be this city of unbelief of which it was written that he could not do many miracles in that place? Or will we be this city of faith of which it was written? He was astonished at that great faith. Who will you be when you stand before him at the Sukkot, the wedding wedding feast that is coming where you will be with him face to face? I don't know about you, brothers and sisters, but I want to be the one of whom he thinks you have had great faith. Blessed is the one who have believed but has not seen. So, brothers and sisters, don't say to yourself and in your heart, well, I'll believe it when I see it. Blessed is the one who has not seen yet believed. I want to submit to you that the blessing that comes is that you actually see greater things than you could have ever thought of seeing. When you step out to believe, you see things that are greater than what you even where your faith is. Like your faith is here, and God, if if you're just like Lord, I don't see it, but I believe your word. Guess what? Guess what? God comes and He meets you, and He gives you something that's right up here to astonish your heart with His glory. That is who He is. So, brothers and sisters, this is what he is calling his people to. This is what he is calling the leaderships to. Put your eyes on what the Bible says is supposed to be normal to all of us. Father, I thank you, Lord, for everything you've done this Sukkot, God. I thank you, Lord, for blessing your people, Lord, with your spirit. Father, I pray that you would continue to do what you're doing, Lord. Pour out your spirit on your people. Equip them, Lord. Give them boldness, Lord, and help them to be tabernacles. Let living water flow from them, Lord. And Father, I pray for this, what I'm talking about today, to spread like a wildfire across the body, that they would realize that this is what has been missing. Holy Spirit, let it never be again that you are the very one who is missing in our lives. Lord, Holy Spirit, let it never be again that we replace you with something else. Holy Spirit, let it never be again. Lord, we repent where we have done so. But Father, now we want to set our eyes on where it needs to be on you, Holy Spirit. We pray all this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Thank you, guys. May God bless you, keep you. I want to say a special thank you to our partners who've made all of this possible.